Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is May, Friday the 13th, 2022, and our first story, Netflix announces an anti-censorship policy and essentially tells woke staff to quit if they don't like it. However, they do kind of reference Cuties and Dave Chappelle, but woke employees at Netflix weren't really complaining about Cuties, so this is a major victory for free speech. In our next segment, Elon Musk puts the Twitter buyout on hold. Perhaps he has uncovered fraud over Twitter's bots and spam accounts. And in our last segment, Jen Huger of the Young Turks, he called Joe Rogan a liar. I don't like doing commentary on other commentators, but this is about grooming in schools, which is happening. And I can prove it. If you like the show, leave us a good review. Give us five stars and share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. Netflix has issued an update to its corporate culture memo saying that they will no longer censor. And if you are offended by this, perhaps Netflix is not the right place for you. Now, I immediately see many people who are anti-woke and anti-censorship saying this is amazing. People should be allowed to express their ideas. And it's good news. The woke are getting pushed back upon cancel. Culture is getting shut down. So you think it's not all good news, but it is somewhat good news. There are many instances in which wokeness is being curtailed. But what's happening now with Netflix is not all good because Netflix also publishes things that I think are morally reprehensible. Some things I think should be censored. Now, when I say anti-censorship, typically you mean like, hey, information shouldn't be stopped. People should be allowed to consume it. What if that information is, I don't know, a a book describing adult activities to children? Perhaps in that case, there should be someone who says, hey, that's not okay." So the reality is some censorship is actually good. Most of us would agree with this. You take a look at what's going on in schools right now and things are getting bad. So while it may be good that Dave Chappelle will be allowed to do his comedy special, what does this really mean for the bigger picture? Well, I still think When it comes to opposing wokeness, standing up for freedom and liberty, freedom and liberty are winning. The cult of the left is losing dramatically. And with some of the news coming out, I think I think we're going to see a major red tsunami. Perhaps, you know, we used to say red wave, a red wave. You know, it's like a a, a bunch of Republicans are going to win. Then we started saying red tsunami. I got to say, after seeing everything I've seen so far. I'm thinking it may be more akin to like a great flood. It may it may be Democrats desperately trying to cling to an ark because the planet is going to flood in some great disaster. 
That's how crazy things are getting. We have this uh, new story. It's about a mother who was shocked to find out that her 13-year-old child was charged with sexual harassment under Title IX for refusing to use trans pronouns. Aaron McIntyre on Twitter says the soft power they used against your children to introduce these concepts will soon become hard power. Soon become. I mean, it is. Kids are being charged because they wouldn't say pronouns. The kid yelled, we have a constitutional right. You can't make us say things. The kid's correct. But this is what happens when you don't push back. So again, the Netflix story is big. It sort of alludes to the Dave Chappelle controversy, which we can be good, you know, cool with. But it may also be alluding to the cuties controversy. I suppose I can say this. Most people at Netflix were probably okay with cuties because they're creepy weirdos. There was a guy who got fired from Netflix, an executive, because he was like, these are words that are offensive. Don't say them. And they were like, but you said them to tell us not to say them. So they fired him. Seriously. If the issue was that 90% of employees at Netflix were opposing the film Cuties and Netflix was like, we're not going to censor anything, I'd be like, ah, that's bad. But most of them are trying to get Dave Chappelle pulled. And so Netflix is actually, yes, pushing back on the woke. I only bring up the Cuties thing because you need to keep in mind the nuance in this battle. Some stuff should be kept away from children's, from ch- uh, children's eyes and some things should not be. Some things are appropriate for kids and some things aren't. We've got a lot going on. The FBI is investigating parents who are pushing back against the indoctrination in schools. The culture of the United States has bifurcated some time ago. And the left is absolutely lying about what's going on. And it's creepy. When you see all of these Democrats vote in lockstep to fund the war in Ukraine, you just know something. It's a cult. It's, it's just, I find it laughable. When these people are like, uh, these Donald Trump supporters are all in some cult and they're all brainwashed. And I'm like, they're voting. They're, their votes are split. They don't even agree with each other on the Republican side. Democrats like AOC voting for war. Really amazing from someone who is supposedly anti-war left. Let's get started. Here's what I want to do. I want to show you what's going on with Netflix and some good news. Florida. Recently, a lawsuit was dismissed against DeSantis. He, they're like, he's, he can go after Disney. You can't do anything about it. Some people have pushed back on the right saying DeSantis and the Republicans should not have gone after Disney. But uh, let's talk about that because I, I think DeSantis is doing the right thing. And I'm going to show you what's really going on with what's happening in schools. And I think it's time to start paying attention why we need to push back. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to help support the work we do. These videos are journalists, and you will get access to exclusive members-only segments of the TimCast IRL podcast. Just click the sign up button, and you can easily become a member. But there's another reason you should become a member. I want to show you this. This is PR Newswire. Journalist Tim Poole chooses the Rumble cloud over AWS. Today, Rumble announced that journalist and podcaster Tim Poole has moved hosting for his company, TimCast Media, to the Rumble cloud. Poole, a successful podcaster and journalist famous for covering Occupy Wall Street, has amassed millions of subscribers on YouTube and other streaming platforms. They, uh, Poole's uh, TimCast Media covers breaking news, politics, culture. TimCast's movement to the Rumble cloud follows Rumble's successful hosting of Truth Social. And I said, I'm excited to join Rumble. It's one step in utilizing and building more resilient infrastructure for communication amid the culture war and mass censorship. I am not just complaining about this. I am putting my money where my mouth is. I say it, I do it. And for all of you who are members, 
you are doing something as well. Not only are you helping me say these things and point out what's happening, good news and bad, your money as a member funds the infrastructure that goes to companies like Rumble. Are they perfect? No, they're not. I've questioned them on their TOS. But this competition is working. Disney is recoiling. Netflix, the only reason they put out this memo is because they feel the burn. Because we are standing up and saying, you know what? I want to watch a movie. How about I fund the Daily Wire? Netflix goes, no, 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 no. We just lost how much money and how many users? Get rid of the weird wokeness. No more censorship. We need content. They can feel the heat. That's what we bring when we put our money where our mouth is. Support companies like Rumble. Support companies like Timcast. We use their infrastructure for our video player and for hosting the website. And we've got more changes on the way. I can't announce everything uh, uh, immediately for security reasons. But once we get these changes up and running, we are going to brag all day and night. We're getting away from big tech. If they want to play these stupid games and indoctrinate kids, we move away from it. We find ways to fund. We find ways to, to build this alternative infrastructure. Smash the like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show. Let's read this first story. Netflix adds anti-censorship section to corporate culture memo. If you'd find it hard to support our content breadth, Netflix may not be the best place for you. Oh, you'll love to hear it. They're basically like, yeah, if you got a problem, get out. Streaming giant Netflix revised its company culture guidelines for the first time in five years to seek excellence. This includes asking employees to demonstrate fiscal responsibility and embrace anti-censorship practices. The document was originally a 125-slide presentation created by co-founder Reed Hastings in 2009 to regulate the company without a traditional corporate structure. Netflix's culture focuses on employee decision-making, candid feedback, and maintaining a dream team standard. Now titled, Netflix Culture Seeking Excellence, the guidance has been updated seemingly to support the company following a period of poor performance. The platform added spending members' money wisely to its valued behavior section, urging employees to prioritize the company's financial bottom line after reporting it lost roughly 200,000 subscribers during the first fiscal quarter of 2022. The news included in the company's April financial report marks the first time in over a decade the service has lost customers. Shares in Netflix fell 25% following the port's publication. You know what? I don't have Netflix. Now, people here do have Netflix. I'm not going to tell people to cancel all of your Netflix and cancel your Disney or whatever. Uh, and, and, and to my past positions, they have changed. You know, I remember before, uh, you know, Hulu did something about cultural appropriation. And I said, I'm not going to cancel everything because of some dumb tweet. Later, I was like, you know what? I'm going to cancel. And now I'm just like, you know what I've realized? I was wrong on both parts. We need to build alternatives. That's what we need to do. You, you can't tell someone who loves Spider-Man to cancel their Disney because they want to watch Spider-Man. And they're going to say, I really like watching Spider-Man. Okay, I get it. You know what we're going to do? We're going to make alternatives to inspire a younger generation. All of this cr cultural stuff that's coming out, it's trash. When I was young, we had The Craft. You ever see The Craft? I remember the four high school girls, northwest, southeast, they call upon whatever, and they cast magic spells. And it was like, oh, whatever. It's like the greatest movie ever. But that, that you know, it's like occult stuff. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? 
They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Now we have a remake of it. And the remake of it is all woke. It has nothing to do with magic other than they cast a spell to make a bully gay, I guess, which is kind of weird. Or to make him fall in love with the girl. Maybe he was already gay or no, no. I think they made him gay. I don't know. The movie made no sense. Culture is not being built properly. It's being built ideologically. So if people like Thor, you know, he's been around for a long time. I understand why they'd like him. But what they're doing is they're taking these cartoon characters, these, these comic book characters, these movies, remaking them, and they're basically wearing our culture as a skin suit. Blech. Well, they, they're making money off it. We need to make alternatives. We need to make new culture. We can't just keep rebooting, remaking, re-singing, whatever. So I'll tell you what we're doing over at TimCast. We got our shows here. Cast Castle Vlog, Tales of the Inverted World, Pop Culture Crisis. We're going as fast as we can. We're like 30 employees. We're, gr we're trying to get bigger. We're also working on a bunch of music. I believe we'll be able to release a, 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 an EP, probably have uh, six songs in the next month or so, and making some changes to our creative approach to it due to some external factors. I'll leave it at that. We want to make this culture. Netflix is feeling the burn. Good. Instead of telling people to just drop Netflix, they won't. They leave and they come right back. We make alternatives. When we do, people then leave. I genuinely believe a large reason they lost subscribers is because alternatives are starting to emerge. People can go to Rumble and get free content. They can go to Daily Wire. They got a couple movies there. And so you're now seeing people saying, I'm out. Netflix feels heat. And they say, how do we reverse this? We're experiencing pain. Regular people don't care about wokeness. People are starting to quit because they don't like what we're doing. That's it. Take a look at this story from Yahoo. Florida suit against DeSantis over Disney fight is thrown out. Well, there you go. A federal judge threw out a lawsuit by three Florida residents who claim Governor Ron DeSantis trampled Walt Disney's freedom of speech. Okay, maybe, maybe. Let's have an let's, let's talk about it. Ron DeSantis says Disney should not have come out and said we're going to get this law overturned. That's political and a company shouldn't be doing that. Companies allowed to speak. So a bunch of Republicans got together and said, we're going to punish you for doing it. I agree with it. I like it. I think the one thing government can do is, is diminish the power wielded against the people, right? Now, this one's tough, I guess, because you have a lot of people who like what Disney was doing. Me personally, I don't. And maybe that's my bias. But the way I see it is this. Disney is a massive multinational corporation. They were given a ton of tax breaks and privileges, and they could even build their own nuclear power plant if they wanted to. Why does a corporation have such power? So when they say, you know what, we're going to rescind that, I'm like, I don't care why they rescind it. I don't care if one day they wake up and said, we're taking back Disney's power. Do it. 
I don't think the government should have untold power too. But the reality is the government is a big mishmash. It is hard to move within government. It is not as big of a power in some ways as corporations. I think they're, they're both in many ways powerful. And we need a check on government. But here's what we're going to do to get our check on government. We're going to see the red tsunami in November. I'm not saying Republicans are going to save you. You need to get out in those primaries. They're happening now. We need people like Robbie Starbuck in Tennessee to win. Hopefully his lawsuit succeeds and he gets back on the ballot. They're trying to cheat him, claiming he's not a real Republican, so he can't be on the ballot. I say no to that. We need to win the primaries so populists who like America, who reject the wokeness, get into office. Now, I'll tell you what else this means. There are some things I disagree with that these conservatives want. Triage. Seriously. You think I'm going to vote for the Democrats simply because, you know, uh, I might be more liberal on certain policy issues? Why? They're insane. When it comes to the issue of choice or abortion, I have one side saying ban it, one side saying no limit, third trimester, nine month abortion. I'm like, I got to be honest, if I'm going to pick a side, it's going to be the one saying don't do that. So you think I'm going to support Democrats over that? I'll tell you what, if they're if they're going after kids, they are. I'm going to side with the, with the group that's saying, let's not go after kids. I don't have Seamus Coughlin of Freedom Tunes, who's Catholic, arguing in favor of schools mandating Bible study. It's just, it's just not arguing. He's saying we shouldn't have critical race theory in schools. I'm like, I agree with that. And he's religious. So why? I don't care. If you believe in critical race theory, that's good for you. But you shouldn't put it in praxis in these lessons. If you're LGBTQIA+, LGBTQIA2+, uh, I don't care. You do your thing. But if you want to start indoctrinating kids, we've got ourselves a problem. This is why we need to push back. Let me show you this. You know, a lot of people are saying it's good what's happening with Netflix. But hold on there a minute. They, they actually mention over at Deadline. Let me uh, just do a search for this. Take a look at this. Another newly updated section called Artistic Expression indirectly references recent controversies over titles like Cuties or Dave Chappelle's special. Entertaining the world is an amazing opportunity and also a challenge because viewers have very different tastes and points of view. The section says ratings, content warnings and parental controls are all tools aimed at helping subscribers avoid content that may not like. Not everyone will like or agree with everything on our service. While every title is different, we approach them based on a set of principles. We support the artistic expression of the creators we choose to work with. Okay, therein lies the problem. Yes, they're going to try and defend Dave Chappelle. I think that's what, that's what it's mostly about. Why run cuties at all? No, seriously. The issue I have with cuties is that to make the film, they had little girls do sexually suggestive dancing. They, to make the film, they trained real life little girls to do these things. That's abuse. People are like, but the film opposes these things. They're criticizing it. I was like, great. Then don't train children to act in a film in such a way to make your point. You can't be like, I think drugs, drugs are bad and we need to make sure kids don't get them. So I gave crack to a 10 year old and filmed him smoking it to make a movie where I'm like, look how bad that is. That makes no sense. Don't do it. So Netflix wants to put that up. Yeah. Netflix employees weren't complaining about that. And if they do say blanket defense of artistic expression, that means Big Mouth and Cuties will remain. Big Mouth is another really disgusting show. I have no idea how these shows are on the air. You know, I, I tell you, 
I tell you, if the left is trying to make this that being conservative means you don't want kids exposed to this kind of stuff, that's a weird hill to die on. Because I don't think that's conservative. I think that's just like human nature. But here we go. Take a look at where we're at. Sexual harassment investigation launched into three middle schoolers' wrong use of pronouns. This is the indoctrination that's happening. So seeing Netflix say, okay, okay, we're not going to censor, is it's, it's good news. Dave Chappelle pushes back when he mocks this stuff. Joe Rogan does as well. We need at least an equal playing field. Fine, you want to have your weird cutie stuff? I will continually advocate against it. I will tell people to build alternatives against you, Netflix, and maybe the left will do the same thing. Fine. Then we'll see this. This one's pretty funny. Truth Social begins hiring producers for its non-woke MAGA challenger to Netflix and Disney Plus as it expands its empire into video streaming. Okay, yeah, well, good for them. Good. I mean, more competition, the better, right? I don't know if I'm going to be watching Truth Social Media. I'll tell you what I think. I'm hanging out with the Daily Wire guys a couple weeks ago, and uh, they're all wearing suits and button-ups, and, you know, I have a button-up, but it's not buttoned up. And I'm wearing jeans and a beanie because I'm like on the left, but right leaning in terms of like what a left leaning person would actually look like. So I'm like center left, but the right side of the left quadrant. You know what I mean? Actually, you know, we're, we're looking at doing marketing for the show. And Chicago is our biggest area by, you know, by region, the biggest demographic by region. And I was like, I think if you grew up in Chicago, you would be a liberal by American standards. But if you watched me, you would be as conservative as a Chicagoan would be, but you're still basically a liberal. And so I'm like, I have the button up with the collar, but you know, I think we need that. I think we need, which ultimately makes me like moderate for the, for most of the country. I think it's cool that Trump is doing this, but I do think we need regular moderate content that's not left or right. And it's just like freedom, do your thing, live and let live. I think that's good. I think what Trump is doing, I think what Rumble and all these other companies are doing is good. Competition is great. If we don't, you will get this. This story is important about these kids because this is soft power becoming hard power, as Oren McIntyre mentioned. An investigation was launched into three middle school students in Wisconsin accused of calling classmates by their wrong pronoun. Look, this kid says, We have a constitutional right not to use the pronouns. You can't make him say things. This mom gets a phone call and they're like, your kids are being charged under Title IX. They're being uh, with with sexual harassment for using the wrong pronouns. And I'm just like, kids, right. You cannot compel speech. You can't. But this is what happens. Here we go. This is the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty urging the school to drop its Title IX complaint for eighth graders using incorrect pronouns. Just absolutely insane, isn't it? Well, this is what happens. The FBI is investigating multiple parents who protested education policies, contradicting A.G. Garland's testimony. Did he lie under oath? I don't know. I don't know if he was under oath when he testified, but they are. Let me show you what's happening in your schools. Let's talk about this right here. This, uh, we got some libs of TikTok for you. This queer surgeon performs gender-affirming mastectomies on adolescent females. He brags about it. That's sex change surgery, a component of it. Let me explain something. If a teen girl is dysphoric and, you know, you say, okay, we're going to give you top surgery, they call it. That's irreversible. She will never then develop breasts. But if you wait 
and say, how about we wait till you're 18? There's no negative impact. I mean, there's, there's none. You can get a mastectomy at any age. You can't reverse it ever. So why have children be getting this? Young adults and adolescents with supportive parents, they can wait a few years and then they can make a decision when they're adults. See, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Here we go. Libs of TikTok says, looks like an ad for homeschooling. And it's an individual with the Black Lives Matter flag and some kind of, you know, like rainbow stuff in the background. You should homeschool your kids. The Daily Caller says Maryland Elementary School invites kids to pledge allegiance to pride flag. The, okay. Look, if you want your kid doing this stuff, that's your choice as your parent. Montgomery County Public Schools, Cedar Grove Elementary announced the school will be celebrating love, respect and tolerance via video compilation of students holding pride flags and saying love, respect, freedom, tolerance, equality, and pride. I will be recording these video segments during recess at school. The video compilation will be uploaded to our school YouTube channel. However, no names will be attached to the video. Really pledging allegiance to it. They're not really pledging allegiance. You know, when I was younger, I didn't pledge allegiance. Everybody, every day at school, they'd say, everybody stand up, put your hand on your heart, and pledge allegiance to the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And I, I remember saying it when I was a kid. And then I remember being told, you don't have to pledge allegiance to anybody. And I said, okay, well, then let's see what happens. And so they'd say, I'll rise for the pledge of the national anthem. And I'd sit down and I'd be like, nope. And you know what happened? Nothing. Nothing. I'm not a fan of pledging allegiance to the flag. I, I, I do think that's weird. You know, whatever. I don't mind the national anthem. You know, uh, um, I don't know if we did the national anthem every day in school. We might have. I don't mind the national anthem. I don't mind patriotism. I don't, I don't mind something where you come in, you say, you know what I think? I think the Pledge of Allegiance is stupid because it doesn't actually explain anything to the kids. You don't learn anything, right? I think this is another form of the same thing. I'm not a fan of either of it. I don't want public schools saying, okay, everybody, we're going to have Bible study, but don't tell your parents. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a, for the same reason. You know what I would like? I'd like it if every day there was something where it was like, civics, the reason why we defend ourselves. And we talk about, you know, in school, we talk about what happens when you have no community, when your culture breaks down, why we should support each other, why we believe in the flag, what the flag represents. Pledging allegiance to it is just mindless. I guess some people it works for them. Some people it doesn't. Teacher who joked about pledging allegiance to pride flag faces backlash. I believe she was actually removed. So interesting. Now, she was actually saying to pledge. I think this, this story from the caller is a bit more um, hyperbolic, as it were. But there's more. Colorado Middle School reportedly invited students to secret LGBTQ club and then told the kids to lie to their parents. I'm bringing this up because the grooming is real. And it's not just in the schools. It's on Netflix. It's in our media. It's on Disney. We need to compete. How do you compete with schools? Well, it's easy. You homeschool your kids. You get them out of these places. John Hopkins Abuse Center, Child Abuse, hires trans professor who was forced to resign for defending pedos as minor attracted persons. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. If you're not paying attention to what's going on, these people are going to get your kids in, in secret. They're going to groom them and tell them things to cause them severe psychological harm, and they're going to tell them to lie to you. In New Jersey, that's the case. In New Jersey, they can't tell parents. If a kid is experiencing some kind of uh, dysphoria, dysmorphia, or trauma, and I think it's on purpose to sever the tie between parent and child. And then ultimately, what you'll end up with is a broken system that is a new generation that doesn't know how to, how to thrive. From TimCast.com, Texas Supreme Court rules that the state may conduct abuse investigations into parents of transgender children. Man, this one's tough. I don't always blame the parents. I blame a lot of the schools. I mean, imagine there's a family with a trans kid and it's because of the school and because the school told the kid to lie. And so the state then investigates the family and the family has no idea. So maybe they'll be let off the hook. These schools are indoctrinating your kids. You know, I tweeted earlier, I wonder how many people throughout history who died of suicide were secretly trans, but there were no surgeries or hormone replacement. And it confused a lot of people. And my point is, these things didn't exist 100 years ago. Hormones were first isolated, I believe, in the beginning of the 1900s. And estrogen, I think, was isolated in the, in the 60s. Birth control was like the first thing they made from it. And then, not, not just um, estrogen, I think it's something else. It might be progesterone or something. But um, hormone replacement therapy is, is new because we had to invent these, these procedures and isolate these hormones, which we did. So I think it's certainly possible there are people who are gender dysphoric in the past, and there was nothing for them to do. It didn't exist. So they didn't go around being trans. Maybe, they, maybe, maybe you could say they were trans, but they didn't, no one knew. Maybe they took their own lives. Maybe there is a social component. Maybe if you know something can happen, then you, you, you start to focus on it. Uh, what, what, what I mean to say, I suppose, is I think it's possible, nay probable, many people are only trans today because of the prominence of the, of the discussion. I think there are many kids who are probably just depressed who are saying they're trans because they're depressed and don't understand. Rapid onset gender dysphoria where kids feel pressured and want to fit in, and so they adopt trans. They say, they say they're trans, and maybe they're not. Here's the thing about being LGB, lesbian, gay, or bi. Those aren't permanent changes to your body that will destroy you. If you're, you know, a female, teenager, you've post-puberty, and now all of a sudden you're having feelings towards women, I understand if the parents are like, well, you know, be happy. You know, per, you know be attracted to the, be safe. Because even if this person then says, you know what, I was wrong. Those feelings weren't true. Nothing permanent has been done to them. But when you have people saying they're doing surgeries on children, it's permanent. Now, maybe we, we, you know, we deviated a little bit. The, re the reason I bring this up is the cultural changes at places like Netflix will precipitate changes in schools and in individuals. If these teachers who are grooming kids, I'm not saying every teacher, if the specific ones who are, 
start to feel shunned or ostracized, they will stop. They will hide. They will quit. They will stop doing this. We need to make sure we assert it is not acceptable. We need to make sure that we support alternative infrastructure. Companies like Rumble, for instance, are one opportunity. We need to make sure we say we will not tolerate this. We will vote all of these people out and we will restore balance and the rule of law. Then the cultists will be like, maybe we shouldn't do that because we're going to be shunned or exiled. Many people who are marching in lockstep with the cult, they think it's what's popular. They think it's what people want and what people like. I think it's a manipulation from social media. I think you have deranged, dangerous psychopaths like Vijaya Gade at Twitter who cries when she finds out Elon Musk is taking over because she's using that machine to manipulate and try and indoctrinate people. They're trying to mold society in the way they see fit, destroying our values of freedom, liberty, and personal responsibility. What they would prefer is a bunch of entitled people who believe everything is owed to them, who will live in the metaverse, eat the bugs, and live in the pod. What they don't want are people who want to get a nice piece of land, grow their own food, and live a life free from these systems of oppression. They want you under the boot. They want you to experience pain so they can be the ones, the only ones who can solve it. If they cause mental strife within children, and these kids grow up feeling this anguish, they can then say, only we can help you. And that's the cycle they will create. Here's what I want. I want strong, resilient people who can stand up for themselves. I want people who are able to be responsible. I want people who find strength from within and find the way to thrive. I think it's fascinating. You know, I talked with Ian the other night on the members only show at Timcast IRL about economic slavery. That's what he said. Economic slavery. And I, I just I just take such issue with that. We are the wealthiest generation. Well, not our personal generation. Boomers have more wealth than us. But like the, the United States, we are wealthy. We have choice. We can go live as our ancestors did if we so choose. Not it's not as easy. I mean, they just went off in the wilderness, killed people, took over land or whatever. What I mean is, for the most part, you can live in the wilderness and set up your hippie tribe in the United States. Ain't nobody stopping you. I know you'll need some rights to whatever land you have, but getting an acre is not expensive. Go to the middle of Nebraska, find an acre of land for a grand. I'm not even kidding. Or a couple acres. Bring your 12 or 15 hippies and start farming and start working. And you can get away from economic slavery, from wage slavery and do all those things. The problem is, right now, we have an entitled generation. I, I am owed these things. No, you're not. And we have the woke cult that says we need to steal these institutions to empower ourselves to control everything. Instead of making their own socialist commune, they say, give me all your stuff so I can turn it into one. No. Our community and our culture build this, built this. We want to preserve the ideas of meritocracy, liberty, and personal responsibility and communal responsibility as well within there as well to make sure that we can make this a better place. Texas Supreme Court. I think it's good they're going after uh, abuse. They're, they're, they're investigating this stuff for abuse. I think many parents uh, have Munchausen syndrome by proxy. They're abusing their kids. And we need to investigate whether children are being abused. There are challenges, however. What if the state says religiously devout children? You know, we should investigate that for abuse. Well, I can pause there and say 
If a parent wants to indoctrinate their kid to gender ideology, well, that's the parent. If the parent wants to give surgery, okay, well, now you've got abuse. I'm not seeing Christian parents giving their kids surgeries over their religion. Now we can talk about circumcision, I suppose, but that's like a cultural norm. And maybe we do away with it. The doctors are doing it. Maybe we say no. Oh, whatever. But if you're talking about a 15-year-old girl getting her breasts surgically removed permanently, maybe, maybe we should not do that. Maybe that is abuse. It's good news on the Netflix front to a certain degree. I mean, it's, it's inching towards good news. Let's uh, have a good weekend. Push back and uh, keep up the fight. Thanks for supporting us. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. We'll see you all then. I'd like to believe that Elon Musk is a master genius playing 4D chess and has backed Twitter into a corner for which they cannot escape. Twitter did not expect to get a buyout offer, and I think Twitter's doing nefarious things behind the scenes. We got this story that one of the higher ups at Twitter was crying upon finding out that Twitter was buying the company. And many people were saying, we might have another Enron on our hands, that behind the scenes, they're burning documents, deleting files, and we can see some strange things are happening. My friends, let me take you down the rabbit hole of a conspiracy or something weird's going on. I'd like to believe that. Maybe it's true that Elon Musk is just some guy who likes memes. He decided to buy Twitter because he thought he could make some money off it. And that's it. And inadvertently exposed some very serious corrupt activities, potentially fraud, and maybe even SEC violations. The breaking news this morning is that Elon Musk has tweeted that the Twitter deal is on hold. Musk said he would defeat the spam bots or die trying. A cause for due diligence to discover true daily active user numbers in the deal. So let's go through where we're at so far. Elon Musk moves to buy the platform outright. He's going to get access to everything. All of a sudden, what do we see? Progressive Twitter accounts lose followers. Conservatives gain followers. Hmm. Very, very interesting. And we had a lot of speculation about why that may be. Some people were like, no, no, it's just it's because the liberals are leaving and the conservatives are joining. Shut your mouths. That makes no sense. Truth Social at the same time was skyrocketing in downloads. And some people then tried to make another excuse. Well, that's because people were on a wait list for Truth Social and they finally let them in. No. When an app reaches the top of an app store, it's because people downloaded the app. In order to be on the wait list, you had to have already downloaded the app. So I'll tell you what happened, in my opinion. Truth Social was becoming more popular, maybe because of the news around Twitter. But conservatives were not flocking to the platform in huge numbers, and liberals were not leaving. Some maybe. But when Barack Obama lost 300,000 followers, and I gained like 100,000 followers, Marjorie Taylor Greene gains 100,000 followers, that is not because one day a bunch of conservatives are like, I've decided to join the platform. And I have the data to back that claim up. Here's what I think happened. I think Twitter is lying about everything going on. I think they lied to Congress. I think they know they lied. And I think they thought they were untouchable. But now that Elon Musk is stepping up, weird things are going on. All of a sudden, it feels like people are being unbanned. Oh, wait, we know that's true. Josie, the redheaded libertarian, who now works for TimCast.com, writing columns, mind you, was unbanned 
after a year. And, and, and Josie had been banned for no reason. And then all of a sudden, unbanned. Let me tell you why. I'll start by showing you this from Social Blade. Why this is little old me, Tim Pool on Social Blade. We can see that on April 27th, I'm sorry, April 26th, a Tuesday, I gained 19,756 followers. On Wednesday, 39,425. On Thursday, 47,969. Friday was 3,500, which is a little bit more than normal. And then Saturday was 15,000. In the next week or so, I gained more followers and stuff. Okay, okay, hold on. Monday, April 25th, 1,146. That's how many followers I gained. Monday was the day that it was announced Elon Musk was going to buy, had secured the deal. It was done. It's happening. So a lot of people tried claiming. No, no, the, 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 the burst in followers is because conservatives decided to sign up to gloat. That makes no sense. Elon Musk was talking about buying the platform before this. Monday at 8 a.m., it was announced Elon was in final talks. So why would not a single conservative jump on the platform to gloat on Monday, Monday at 8 a.m. Take a look at this. On set on Friday, I'm getting 2,500 on Thursday, the week prior, 2,600 on Wednesday, 26. Tuesday was 9,000. Monday was 1,375. That Monday, when they announced Elon was taking over, I had no anomalous Twitter growth. You mean to tell me that there was not even a 3%, 4%, 5% bump in followers from conservatives who are like, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to come on Twitter. No, it was Tuesday, the 26th. Now, some people said, yeah, yeah, but it calculates, you know, on universal time or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't mean anything. So the day ends five or hours earlier for, uh, for, for uh, Social Blade's calculation. That means throughout the entirety of the day, we should have seen a bump. We didn't. It was Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And the same thing was true for Marjorie Taylor Greene and Obama lost 300,000 followers. Take a look at the date, my friends. April 26th, 27th, 28th. What was next week? Friday the 29th. What happened next week? I think Elon Musk caught them because I'll tell you what happened next week. On May 2nd, the week after the anomalous changes where progressives lost followers and conservatives gained followers and post-liberal, libertarian, it's whatever. Whatever the word you want to use is. The left, then the right, libertarians, whatever. On May 2nd, Twitter estimates spam fake accounts comprise less than 5% of users filing. I think they're caught. Twitter Inc. estimated in a filing on Monday that false or spam accounts represented fewer than 5% of its monetizable daily active users during the first quarter. Elon Musk has put the deal on hold, I believe, because he knows he's caught Twitter. He has caught them. Someone's going to go down. Maybe it's like an Enron. But let me break it down for you. Oh, they're filing. Mm. It's legitimate. Yeah, but the week prior, what did we see? A major reinstatement and purge. Here's my theory, my working theory. I think Twitter, who often talks about the health of the conversation, had been arbitrarily banning people on the right and then creating fake accounts on the left to try and create some kind of perceived health. That is, 
or I shouldn't say Twitter did it, or Twitter maybe knew for political reasons. I think there was a goal to convince people that the left was more prominent than it really was and the right was less prominent than it really was. And how do you do that? By banning tons of people on the right, people like Josie, for instance, who was banned for literally no reason, and then creating fake accounts on the left to generate conversations to make it seem like 100 people on the left and 100 people on the right, and here are the ideas that they want to talk about. When in reality, they banned everybody who was like a right nationalist. They banned a lot of, you know, alt-right people as well. And then what? Who are these 300,000 people following Obama? Yeah, I think Elon Musk caught them. Now, the main, the, the, the official narrative we're hearing is that Elon Musk's deal right now being put on hold is so that he can renegotiate a better price. I don't think so. I really don't think that's what it's about. I believe it is more likely that Elon Musk masterfully caught Twitter doing overtly evil things. Let's call it that. And I think Vijaya Gade was crying because she knows, oh, a federal prison cell is coming for you. Maybe not. It's a bit of an exaggeration. But I think it's going to be congressional hearings, fines at the very least. Now, I, I know, I know. That's what I think it may be. Like, slightly more probable, but who knows? It's also possible that Elon Musk just wanted to buy the platform, and none of that really happened. But I will tell you this. How is it hundreds of thousands of followers across all of these left-wing users are lost, and then for those that are libertarian, Trump-supporting, populist, gaining followers? It just doesn't make sense. Something was going on behind the scenes. And then the following Monday, the week after this happens, is when they announce only 5% of our users are bots. Here's what you get. At the very least, it sounds to me, if we're going to take the lightest approach, by unbending conservatives, the ratio of real accounts to bot accounts will shift favorably. Because the more real people you have, the less percentage you have of bots. However, they also purged left-wing accounts. I think it's clear, man. The left has fake followers. The right does not. The right is actively engaged, and that's why they have to ban them. There's too many. There's a meme. Any sufficiently unmoderated space online inevitably becomes right-wing. And why is that? I think it may be because the right holds meritocracy close to its uh, core tenets. The left does not. The left wants equity. Equity ain't going to fly. You take two people and you say, we're going to have your race. You got one month. Well, the, the, the right wing guy is going to be like, I better train because I'm the best. Or actually, I'll put it this way. The left and the right announce, we're going to have a race. The best left wing people versus the best right wing people. So the right says, okay, everybody start training, then we'll have qualifiers and whoever wins gets to race on our behalf. The left says, well, we should have equity, which means we need someone who's underrepresented to give them a real opportunity they might never have. Okay, well, it's really obvious who's going to win that race, right? So this is what happens. A meritocratic-based system begins to overtake any equity-based system. But the psychopaths of the cult that have infiltrated big tech and big media, want a healthy conversation. So they hobble the right and prop up the left. 
They would have to. I mean, that's literally equity, right? Cut off the tall grass. Make it harder for those of natural ability to gain followers and make it easier for those of low skill to look prominent. I think they've been caught. All right, so we got Social Blade here. You can see that I gained just about 100,000 followers. Let's do, uh, what's Obama's, Obama's Twitter handle? Let's look up Obama. Is it loading? Okay, I can't look up Obama, whatever. I don't know his actual, is it President Obama or something? Elon Musk now is able to renegotiate, potentially. But I think what's really happening with this deal being put on hold is that Twitter is going to have to answer for what happened. You see, Elon Musk, this is why I say 4D chess. I lean towards Elon Musk masterfully trapping Twitter. Because now he's going to say, hey, hey, guys, there, uh, I, I, need to, I need to see your, your audit and your paperwork to justify your claim that 5% are bots. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Here's what's going to happen. He's going to look at previous reports where we know Twitter had falsely reported numbers. Do you remember that story? On more than one occasion, even left-wing outlets were like, how is this possible that Twitter overestimated its active users by like millions of people? So Elon Musk walks in and he says, show me your records, prove it. And you know, they'll probably do. They're going to say, sure, Elon, here's, here's our records. Everything looks in order. And he's going to go, oh, that's fantastic. Uh, show me your previous quarter's records. And they're going to say, uh, sure, let's, let's get them. Oh, no, our computers don't work anymore. How much you want to bet something weird happens? I don't know. I'm not saying I know for sure. Maybe it's uh, all a coincidence. Really? I just don't buy it. I really don't. Twitter's market cap has dropped to $9 billion below Musk's purchase price as concerns about deal emerge. This is the latest report from CNBC. Twitter's shares have fallen to about $46, well below Elon Musk's purchase price of $54.20. The sell-off has created a $9 billion gap between where Twitter is valued and how much Musk agreed to pay. Analysts say regulatory concern are, uh, are among the issues scaring some investors away. Yeah, Democrats are being sued over that, too, because they used a threat of regulation to get favorable censorship, and it worked. I mean, don't get me wrong. The right also said we're going to regulate, but that was because of the censorship. I really wonder, man. Take a look. Elon Musk blasts, blasts Americans' work ethic and says China will surpass the U.S. because our workers are trying to avoid going to work, unlike Chinese workers who are burning the 3 a.m. oil. I'm not a fan of Elon Musk's work in China, of his factories and the praise he's given them. But he makes a point about meritocracy. And I think he sees that within Twitter. Twitter appears to be propping up the left. People on the right were getting banned. People on the left had hundreds of thousands of followers. Why? Who knows? Where did the followers come from? It's fascinating, isn't it? Elon Musk is aware of the power of meritocracy, even in a place like communist China. The people there 
They're burning the 3 a.m. oil. Maybe many of them don't want to be. I don't know if I agree with Elon Musk's view on the world or believe he is some great savior or anything like that. We should, you know, be critical and keep an eye on what he's been what he's been doing. But you got to take a look at what's happening with Chinese social media, TikTok, and with uh, Twitter. Let's talk about where we may go here. Let's play devil's advocate. Let's flip the script. TikTok is being sued by a family of a Philadelphia girl who died during dangerous blackout challenge, lawsuit alleges. In China, there is hardcore censorship. In the United States, we have platforms like TikTok and Twitter jamming into the face of people psychotic ideology. There's a couple ways we can look at this. If we were to flip the script, I would say unfettered social media may result in people seeing crazy algorithmic nonsense. Their kids go insane. You see what happens on TikTok. But I think Elon Musk is actually trying to solve for that. He talks about making the algorithms transparent, and he's even said chronological is best. Well, then people will curate what they see and they won't be forced to see things. In this story, the family is arguing that TikTok promoted the blackout challenge video to the little girl who then choked herself to death. That's scary stuff. China wants to control what our young people see and hear. And if they see and hear crazy nonsense, they'll grow up believing crazy nonsense. Twitter seems to be artificially inflating crazy nonsense. You take a look at the gender ideology stuff where they allow some conversations and not others. The way it's been described to me, if you have somebody who's being groomed online, Twitter is a grooming factory. Let me explain. If you go on Twitter and you say something negative about transgender ideology or dysphoria, you're banned, you're gone. If you say positive things and praise people, you're good. That's grooming. A 13-year-old goes on Twitter and never sees a single thing negative about transgender reassignment surgery or hormones or anything like that. They only hear good things. And Twitter justifies it by saying, we're trying to save lives. But you've basically hard-coded a grooming factory. If you walked up to two people and one person said, this sandwich is better, the other person said, this sandwich is better, you have an argument. When you, only, when you ban one side, now they're only hearing one thing. The censorship is bad in the long run because people who, you know, you got, I like roast beef and cheddar and I like turkey and Swiss. And if you ban roast beef and cheddar, the people who really like it are going to leave with it. But then regular people who stumble upon this won't even know roast beef and cheddar even exists. That's their game. They are grooming kids on these social media platforms. They've been doing it for a long time. Why? I think it's destroying this country. I think they're trying to create a generation of dependent psychopaths who will believe psychotic things, and they're using bots to do it. Now that Elon Musk is buying Twitter, they're forced to abandon this plan. The game is up. So they purge the bots, reinstate the right, restoring real balance to what Americans truly want and believe in. I think in this process, you're going to see the emotional breakdown of certain prominent left-wing personalities because they've attached themselves to fake ideas, thinking it was popular when it wasn't. I mean, look at CNN. Nobody watches. The ratings are in the gutter. 
Do you think people are just being like, well, I'm not going to watch CNN, but I will watch them on YouTube. No, YouTube has has had to prop them up to force these ideas upon you. So I think it's clear. It's not about being left or right wing. It is about any sufficiently unmoderated platform will become America. People who are American are going to talk about things they value. And the things they value will be more traditionally liberal or conservative, not far left. They had to fake it. They had to force it. They had to groom young people into believing these things are popular. They are not. That's always been the game, I believe. With Elon Musk's latest move to buy Twitter, it's exposing everything. So let me just stress that point. The week after the weird shift in followers from left, the left lost followers, the right gained followers, the, the Monday following this, they announced their numbers on bots. Incroyable. It's obvious, isn't it? They're manipulating the game. I want to see the records. I want an investigation. I want Elon Musk to, to force them to release it. I want to see two weeks time. Elon Musk comes out and says the deal's off. Why? Because Twitter faked everything. No, no, no. Hold on. I'd love to see Elon actually buy Twitter. But if Elon comes out and says, I mean, right now, this is a major move. The deal's on hold until we can verify, until he says, until pending details supporting the calculation of their bots. He has a right to it. He's forcing them to prove it. What if Elon Musk is about to force Twitter to admit they committed fraud? Amazing. What if that means he doesn't buy the platform? I don't care. If Twitter ends up collapsing, whatever. I've got some shares here in Twitter. I'll take what I can get out of this system, but I want to see transparency. And I believe, you know, I'll say this. I believe Twitter, if all that's true, committed fraud on the investors, on their shareholders by manipulating numbers and lying about it. They claimed they had millions more users than they really did. I think they were lying. I think they knew knew they were lying. And I think Elon Musk is about to expose them. This is huge. So we'll see. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. You know what I really didn't want to do? I really didn't want to do a video about Cenk Uygur of the Young Turks because I believe that he's probably just making shock content for the purpose of getting people to talk about him because the Young Turks are losing relevance. I take a look at their YouTube channel, and they have huge thumbs down. They don't get that many views. They were relevant a while ago. I'll explain a little bit more, but here's the story. Young Turks host Cenk Uger goes ballistic over Joe Rogan's use of the word groomer, you disgust me. Not only is Cenk Uger wrong about everything he said, he then goes on to accuse Joe of being attracted to trans people, and then he asks for trans people who have slept with Joe to step forward, and I'm just, it's just a weird, Joe's married and he has kids, but I think, first of all, Joe was completely correct. Joe said that their teachers have been arrested for doing messed up stuff in front of kids and things like that. It takes you two seconds to Google it. And there's actually a ton of stories about teachers who do abusive stuff. The idea was that Joe was defending the, the word groomer, the use of the word groomer against groomers. And grooming does happen in schools. Now, I'm not here to play any stupid tribal games. Let's stop for a second.
I don't care for this. Grooming is also political. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grooming, you're, you're trying to befriend a child and, and you're, you're trying to make the child do something you want them to do. But typically grooming is, is about adult activities. Let's be real. In schools, they're actually grooming kids. We had a, a, a detransitioner, Helena Kirshner on Timcast IRL, who explained how she actually was groomed into becoming a trans man online. What happens is you go on the internet, someone says, maybe you're trans, and you're a young kid, you're 13, you have no idea. And they say, why don't you get a short haircut and see what you think? And maybe you won't like it and your hair will grow back. No big deal. She gets a short haircut, and then all of a sudden, everyone online is like, you look amazing. Oh, you're so handsome. And then you feel good. It feels good inside to have all that praise. Then they ask you, how do you feel? Do you feel good? And they go, yeah, I feel great. Maybe you want to be a boy. Do more. Do more. That's grooming. Incrementally pushing someone. Now, in the context of the physical physical realm, you could have something like, a teacher saying, hey, we're having study group. Uh, do you mind if your kids come to study group? And they're like, okay, sure. And then once the adult has the kids in private, they go, don't tell your parents what we're going to talk about. But who do you want to be with physically like an adult? Tell me. You think I'm making that up? I've got a story. I've got the evidence. So Joe Rogan calls it out. Jent Uger does his performative shtick where he screams about it and says, give me one story, Joe. <laughs> I ignored this for the most part. And I was just like, dude, I really just can't stand the strange world of drama. You want to know what I was doing before this stupid story pops up in my feed? I'm looking at uh, uh, the music that we're working on. I'm trying to be a positive influence in culture to inspire kids to do things that are, that are you know, good and productive. So we've got some music coming out. I was listening to the final mix of a song we've just finished called Bright Eyes, thinking about the music video we're going to do for it. And that's what I care about. I care about building culture and talking about these issues because I care about the world and I care about where we're going. And my, my vision of a future is like Star Trek, the next generation. Oh, I love it. Not that I actually think any of that stuff's really going to happen. I mean, some of it has come true. Yelling computer and then having something talk to you. That happens. Sometimes annoyingly while I'm recording, the robot will start talking. Well, that's life. So when I saw this uh, viral, there's a, a trend on Twitter about Jenk Uger doing his performative outrage. And then I was just like, I'm not going anywhere near that. I don't care. And I've got some stories about diesel shortages. And then finally, I was just like, I think that's what needs to be called out. What needs to be called out is that Jenk Uger is just making things up, is that Anna Kasparian and Jenk have decided to just make things up. It is not often that I talk about people like Ethan Klein or Jenk Uger, sometimes, but it's usually not in the context of what they're doing or saying. It's in the context of something happening around them. I don't like drama YouTube, and I like to have things be about political issues. Okay, I think we need to call out the manipulation machine that keeps people locked in a broken mental state. That's what the Young Turks are doing. They want to be rich. They want to make money. So they lie. Now, of course, they'll accuse me of doing the same thing, but I bring the receipts in every single article I do. So all of my sources, 99% uh, are certified by NewsGuard. NewsGuard, of course, I think is biased in favor of the establishment, but I use them for that reason. And that's why my face is in this little box and the article is bigger. I want you to see what I'm basing my opinions off of. In order to accuse me of being a liar, often what 
the people, these, these leftists will do is they'll, they'll clip just this little box so you can't actually see I'm talking about an article. So then when they share it with many of these people on the left, they just see me talking and they don't get the greater context. Well, there's nothing you can do for the most part other than maybe just not show your face at all. But let's talk about the cultural issues we face, why Joe Rogan is a good dude, why Cenk Uger is a bad dude, and the reality. The reason why I really want to talk about this is Cenk Uger, prominent voice, is not getting as much traffic as he used to, but he's defending grooming and the abuse of children to make money. That's it. If you are someone who says grooming is bad, what, what, ne- what harm are you doing? Now, if there was somebody who was like, they wanted to pretend that grooming was an issue and they didn't think it was real to make money, what's the outcome? You know, uh, stranger danger? Parents might be concerned about what's going on with their kids. I guess teachers could be demonized. Uh, it's not a good thing if you're lying about it. What's the outcome if Jenk Uger lies about this? Groomers will prey upon children with impunity. Let me show you the truth. Let me show you reality. All right. Young Turks host Jenk Uger goes ballistic over Joe Rogan's use of the word groomer. You disgust me. On Thursday's episode of the Young Turks, a video clip of Rogan was played from a recent episode of the Joe Rogan Experience where he said the term groomer. A lot of people don't like that term online. They're very upset, but they're real. They are groomers. I would just like to point out the hilarity of Joe Rogan saying a thing that gets responded to by the Young Turks, that gets responded to you by Tim Pool, and it's just like, this is why I don't like doing segments like this. But I, I, want, I want to take this opportunity to back up what Joe was saying, because I'm going to take a pause. When I was on Joe's show, I said most of the country was uh, a constitutional carry, and Joe said he didn't believe me. Jamie pulled up an incorrect source, and I said, I guess I'm wrong. So I don't like that. I like having the sources pre-polled when I make those points, and that's why we'll address what Joe said. This is what they wrote. They said, not all teachers are groomers, but a lot of groomers are teachers. And that's real. That's a real effing problem. I mean, constantly teachers are getting arrested for exposing themselves to children, for, you know, jerking it in front of children, sending nude pictures in front of children. Every couple days, there's a new one that pops up in the news. And how many of those people haven't been caught yet? And how many of those people are out there? And how many of those people are doing it under the guise of an I'm an LGBTQ educator? Uger then reacted to Joe's comments made about the teachers allegedly acting inappropriately in front of students. Quote, do they, Joe? Do they? Show me one story where that happened. When a teacher masturbated in front of a class and they said, it's okay, I'm LGBTQ, and they weren't fired. And they said, it's okay, he's LGBTQ. Show me one story, you effing liar. That never happened, Uger yelled. By the way, I know for a fact that the great majority of child abusers, whether they're in schools or not, in the churches are straight. First, I'd like to address the straw man that Jenk brings up. Joe said that there are people getting arrested for doing something in front of kids. Full stop. True. He then said, there are people doing it under the guise, I'm an LGBTQ educator. Personal opinion. We have seen stories of people grooming, like this one, for instance. Furious Colorado teacher invites schoolgirl 12 to after school art club that was actually a meeting about trans and queer identity. Kids were asked who they were sexually attracted to and told it's okay to lie to your parents. That's grooming. That does not mean that they are physically abusing the kids. It means they are grooming the kids to adopt a certain behavior, typically sexually. That's grooming. Now, Jenk Uger does this semantic game where he's probably going to use this argument where they did this in front of a kid and then said, it's okay, he's LGBTQ. No one's ever made that claim that these two extremes were mashed together. The claim is 
that teachers under the guise of being LGBTQ will try to groom children. If you want to talk to kids about LGBTQ issues, I think that's an issue for the parents and they can sign a permission slip and they can choose for their kids to learn these things. But why ask the kids about their the children, the child's personal sexual attraction? Why tell the kids to lie to your parents? It's because they're grooming. And the, 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 what they're doing is they're like, oh, it was a, a, an LGBTQ thing. And they're getting away with it. So Jenk Uger has created a straw man argument. All right, I, I'll now show you this story. And not, not for the faint of heart. Teacher arrested after cranking it in front of students. I mean, seriously, this is January 9th, 2019. You can just take a quick Google search. And you can see Georgia teacher arrested after she was caught in front of kids. And that's a woman. Substitute teacher caught March 16, 2020. These are different stories. Ohio teacher accused the Nutley teacher. Nutley. Wow. What a, what a city name. So Joe Rogan says something. Jenk Uyghur takes it out of context and gives you this insane scenario. That's the most extreme possible where someone cranks it in front of kids, claims they're LGBTQ, and then all of a sudden is never in trouble. Well, of course, that's not happening. That's psychotic. That, that, that's a fantasy that no one's complained about. Joe was literally talking about people expose themselves in front of kids. They get arrested. How many of these people are out there and how many of them are doing it under the guise of I'm an LGBTQ educator? Well, I showed you grooming was happening. That's what Rogan was referring to, grooming. And Rogan's also expressed their extreme circumstances. He continued to say, are you really concerned about the kids or are you more concerned about smearing LGBTQ? Okay, blah, blah, blah. You take a look. I mean, so here's, here, I'll, I'll, let's break down the, the nature of the online wars. Jenk himself tweeted the article out. Young Turks host Jenk goes ballistic over Joe Rogan's use of the word groomer. You disgust me. You see, there are a lot of people that will take clips from me out of context. Uh, they, because it's, it's, it's a, it's a money-making game. They'll act like they're justified, that they're doing good and doing the right thing, but they're taking things out of context for the sake of making money. They'll accuse me of doing the same thing. The other day I was talking about Joe Biden being slammed by Republicans for ending oil and gas leases. On two shows, we said the oil industry wasn't using the leases. I think the issue is leadership. Joe Biden should call together the leaders of industry and he should say, what can we do to get more drilling? Will Chamberlain said, I think in the instance of Alaska, it really was the oil industry wasn't getting anything done because the Biden administration definitely wants gas prices to go down. Hey, that's nuance. That's us not just simply being like, yeah, Joe Biden's bad, period. No matter what, there's no context. There are court rulings that ended oil and gas leases. I think the issue is this wouldn't happen under Trump. It would be different, but it's not like it's entirely everything always going to be Joe Biden's fault. We need to understand the nuance. I think what what Cenk Uger does is he doesn't care for nuance. He doesn't want to look up whether teachers have been arrested for doing. Is Joe correct? Joe is correct. He was. He asked a question. How many people are doing it under the guise of being LGBT? Maybe zero. We do know there's at least some grooming. This is the problem. One of the biggest challenges we face. I have no interest in getting into these stupid, fake, performative political uh, debates. I, I don't. I invite people to come on Timcast IRL for a discussion. The left won't do it. Jenk won't do it. Anna won't do it. Hassan won't do it. Tons of leftists won't do it. We're having a couple of leftists coming on in uh, the next week, actually, because I'm, I'm interested in having a real conversation. It probably will deviate away from news topics we normally comment on when we get into these arguments, because typically you'll see like if I had Jenk Uger on IRL, 
He'd say, this didn't happen. I'd be like, here's a story where a teacher was arrested. And he'd be like, well, but what about under the guise of being LGBTQ? I would just say, well, Joe said, how many? Is your answer a zero? Okay, moving on. Here's a story about one teacher grooming kids. Let me show you this story. February 19th, 2020. Grooming, what parents should know and what schools should do if they suspect it. They say this week's ABC Four Corners exposed an elite Melbourne school for failing to adequately respond to the grooming of a student by a former athletics coach who is now a convicted offender. So this is uh, this is in Australia, mind you, not in the United States, because this is an Australian website. But I just think, you know, our, our cultures are similar. We have similar European roots. I just pulled this one up at cursory search. These things happen. They happen then. They happen now. So let's see if the ABC. I don't even know if the story is loading. Here we go. Principal of St. Kevin's regrets writing reference for convicted offender. A top Catholic school accused of culture of cover-up has received, have, has received reports of inappropriate behavior. So prior to his, his actions, Mr. Keno had no prior charges on any student or parent complaint or blah, blah, blah. So these things happen. All right. Of course they happen. Of course we know they happen. Jenk Uger tweeted this out. He wants you to see what he said. When people take things out of context for me, I ignore them because they're out of context and I real arguments. When Jen Uger posts this and says, this is my argument, I say, okay, let's address the argument. How can we explain to people that people like Jen Uger are faking it? The challenge is that people like Jen Uger are claiming that we're faking it. You know, you know, you know what, I, what I'm working on right now? Tim Cass is working on a video game uh, where it's like you're in a skyscraper and you're making your way to the bottom floors and you have like a hard hat and it's a fun little video game. And there's some like political uh, jokes in it. It's like political satire, but the game itself is it's 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 not political. It's just you're making your way down a skyscraper. We made a fun game recording music. I don't want to spend my time pretending to be angry at Joe Rogan or Jank Uger or whatever, you know. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think, I think it's all fake. I think all of it is fake. And I wonder, you know, how much on the left is fake? How much on the right is fake? I think a lot on the right is fake. I really, really do. I hear people like when Jen Psaki first got hired, they were like, oh, they're making fun of her. They're insulting her. They're calling her. What do they call her? Pepper, Pepper Ann. <laughs> they call her Pepper Ann. No, they didn't call her Pepper Ann. They called her, um, I don't know what they called her because I don't care. The ginger something. I don't know. She got red hair. Peppermint Patty. That's what it was. Not Pepper Ann. Although I think Pepper Ann would work because Pepper Ann also had red hair. Anyway, I was just like, why are, why is everybody making fun of Jen Psaki? I don't know her. I don't care. She wore a communist hat one time. Okay, whatever. She's a press secretary. Sure, I guess. She's going to spin things for the White House. Fine, whatever. I don't care. There have been certain things I think she's done that are worthy of criticism. But I just see people like ragging on her for the sake of ragging on her. And I'm like, why? Now you've got this new press secretary. And all these stories coming out about how she's, you know, she's black and she's a lesbian. And I'm like, I literally don't care. I don't get it. 
Now, there are people who have criticized her because they're like, her qualifications are, you know, that's why they hired her. And I'm like, literally don't care. Like, what, you know, does Sean Spicer have qualifications? Did um, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders have qualifications? I don't know, whatever. I really don't care. P political individuals hire people for political reasons and give them positions. And it's like, whatever. You had the people in the media, like, here's what I think is fair. When they said this new press secretary, who's black and gay, is like the first black or gay administration official or whatever. And everyone's like, dude, Donald Trump had, uh, 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 Grinnell was his name, right? Sorry for forgetting your name. Like there, there have been people, you know, and like even before her, you've got uh, uh, Buttigieg. I have no problem people bringing that up and criticizing it. What I just don't like is criticizing people in like being, being derisive towards someone just because they're there. Nah, I don't want to do that. You know what's going to happen? I learned this lesson when I was 16. I remember hanging out with my friends and we were like watching some online videos. And then I was watching stuff and I thought it was cool if I just insulted these people. And I was like, look how dumb they are. They're so stupid. I'm so much smarter than them. And then I ended up meeting these people. And I was like, I feel really bad for saying that because they were like nice people. And I was just being insulting for no reason. So I remember uh, at Politicon a few years ago, I saw Jenk Uger. He starts screaming at me, just screaming at the top of his lungs for no reason. I mean, like, these people are genuinely bad people. The Young Turks had put out a fake video. They put out fake news. And I was like, I was standing next to Jen because I've known him for years. I've been on his show. At VidCon, we shake hands. How's it going, man? How are you? And then I was like, hey, man, I want to talk to you real quick. You guys put up a video about, you know, this fake report. You put my name in it. And then he just like, he's like, started yelling at me. And I was like, why are you, why are you yelling at me? I don't understand what's going on. I just simply, I said, hey, if you've got beef with Dave Rubin, like, leave me out of it. That's what it was. They're mocking Dave Rubin. They made a video and they put my name in it or whatever. Like, because the report had my name in it and they're showing it. And I'm like, the report's not real. Like, you don't, you don't got to drag me because you don't like Dave Rubin. I, I got no beef with that, with the Young Turks. And he screams at me over it. It's performative. The media runs in. BBC film crew is filming everything. And then they're like, here's the story. And I'm like, the dude is a performance artist. I wonder if it's because they're not relevant anymore. You know, here, here's one video. They made a video about Bill Maher and student loan relief. And it's like 1,200 thumbs up, 700 thumbs down. You've got this one, uh, white nationalist incel, and it's more than 50% thumbs down. You've got this one, rising sea level change. Okay, this one's only about 12% thumbs down. But like, even their segment talking about a house getting washed away, people are thumbs downing. I think, here's what, I, I'll, I'll tell you what I think happened. Here's one where Anna Kasparian is making fun of Dave Rubin, and this one's about, you know, 30 or so percent thumbs down. I'll tell you what I think happened with the Young Turks. I think they used to be legit. I really do. I think that when Donald Trump got elected, they didn't know what to do. Populists that they had supported for a long time, that they claimed to have been, were now on the side of Donald Trump. Bernie Sanders supporters jumped ship. They said, I'm going to vote for Hillary, I'm going to vote for Trump. I went to the Deplorable, Deplorable, funny name, right? And some people I met there, this is like, this is 20, you know, 17 or whatever. And they were like, hey, we're big fans. It's before I had my, my YouTube channel. It's before I had, I didn't have the YouTube channel, but it was like empty. And they were like, hey, we're big fans. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we were at Occupy Wall Street. And I was like, and your Trump supporters? Like, of course. And like, here's why. And I was like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that. I'll take a look at, uh, you can take a look at me. I, I have changed uh, some positions. Um, Second Amendment. I'm a two-way absolutist for the most part now. 
I've become actually more lax on free speech to a certain degree because the slippery slope of, you know, who gets to deem, deem what is illegal speech. But I'm still very much, you know, there should be some restrictions, I suppose, like direct threats. But for the most part, my policies have basically stayed the same. I had a guy from Occupy and he was like, you would, you would be cheering for these nonviolent protests 10 years ago. What happened? Because I said, arrest the people at the SCOTUS homes. And I'm like, dude, you're making that up. You all changed. I didn't. I think if you engage in nonviolent civil disobedience, you get arrested. I think it's wrong for police to say, that's a frozen zone. We're going to arrest you. Making stuff up. But I think if you're blocking a street, you get arrested. I think if you're running around knocking garbage cans over, you get arrested. I think if you violate federal statutes by going in front of a judge's home to influence the court, you get arrested and you get a slap on the wrist. But these people all changed. And what happened is I think they've, they've driven themselves off a cliff. They've become so they've chased after this fake narrative, this fake reality. They think that they're they're uh, speaking to the popular base, but they're not. Regular people are probably closer to my views than their views. How do they survive this? Well, they lie. They claim I'm far right or conservative or whatever. Even though I have tons of left like left policy positions, doesn't matter. If you definitively state that Joe Biden is crooked and you have and, and we show the evidence on Ukraine, you're right wing. And people who are entrenched in this world can't see through the fire. They only see the fire. So what people like Jenk have to do is in order to maintain the zombi zombification of their audience, if people in their audience actually learned the truth, they'd flee. They'd be like, I can't believe I ever believed this stuff. So they need to make keep making lies, straw man arguments. They do it to me all the time. But I'm not wrong. I was right about the Covington kids. And it's not like I'm some prophet or anything. I, I get predictions wrong all the time. But when the Covington kid thing happened, Nick Salmon on the steps, I, I was like, I don't understand why everyone's mad. They're all freaking out and screaming. And I was like, I'm not going to get mad at these kids. People are like, yo, did you see these kids? You got you to you talk about this. And I was like, why? I don't get it. Why were so many people, like, even on the right, were like, dude, talk about this. What's going on with this? And I was like, I don't know what happened. Let me find some evidence. We'll figure out what the story's about. Turns out I, I was right. I made a video early on, ended up getting like 600,000 views or something back when my channel only got like 50 to 100,000. Now it's like twice that, but you know, whatever. Uh, Jesse Smollett called it out. The uh, uh, Ahmed Arbery, all of it. With the uh, George Floyd stuff, I was very much in agreement with the left as most people were. But when we get facts and we call it out, we're right. I'm not right about everything. I can just follow the news and I can do the fact checking. If you watch my content, and you see something that is overtly factually, factually wrong, I often will correct these things. The reason I say often is because sometimes I don't see them. We have a very strict correction policy over at Timcast. The Young Turks have posted lies over and over again. One video they made, I was talking about how conservatives are more attractive on average than liberals. Multiple studies have confirmed this. And they took that segment, called me ugly, and then confirmed I was correct. And it's the weirdest thing. I'm like, why are you mad at me? Performative outrage. They agreed with the premise because I was just reading studies. I was actually talking about the idea of privilege, that attractive people have, have more access and thus become more independent and uglier people become collectivist. Literally the idea of attraction and privilege. But they have to hate me. 
This is why people like Jenk won't come on IRL. It's why Hassan Piker won't come on IRL. If Hassan actually came on Timcast IRL, he would either be proven wrong on key facts or he would completely agree with what we were saying. Because, I mean, look at Ian. Like, we, we argue all the time. Ian is not some conservative. They have to pretend to hate the show. They have to pretend to hate us. It is performative. I can criticize tons of people on the right all day, every day. I, I, I recently talked about Jack Posobiec because he posted a clip of Nina Jankowicz playing guitar and singing. And I said, Jack, this ain't it. I don't like this. You know, it's not cool. I'm not. Jack still comes on the show. We still talk to each other. It's whatever. I don't think Jack is right about everything. And I don't think he's a perfect person. I don't think I am either. Why can't we have that same level of disagreement or conversation with people like Jank and the Young Turks? We have a whole class of people, many on the left, some on the right. They, it's performative outrage, and they're dragging all of us down. I'm not perfect. I get angry, too, and I yell, same as him, and I, get, I can be wrong. But I always make sure that we have facts. So you know what? You want to know what you'll see? If you go to TimCast, you become a member at TimCast.com, you will see me yelling at my own news team because they didn't source the claims they had made, and I debunked it in real time. I'll get mad, but I want facts. I want evidence. They just present lies. Ultimately, the point is, your kids are getting groomed at these schools. Please look into it. Don't just take Jenk's word for it. Don't take my word for it. Google any of it. Do the research, and you will see which one of us is telling the truth. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m., over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply